Point Hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is Point Hammered, back from a fucking month-long hiatus. Yeah. Video games and pulling on our wieners. <laughs> a lot of beating off. <laughs> the fuck's been up, buddy? Our, How you been? Until our dongs couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we step back in to the arena. <laughs> the double wank yesterday. Get a little shaved at the end there. Uh-huh. That, that That's a pro tip. If you're going to go for the fucking double wank, make sure you use lotion. <laughs> at least for the second one. <laughs> uh, that's one of the theories for why... Men to live as long as women is due to all the wanking and the beating off. All that <laughs> sexual activity just drains you of, of the essential life energy that you need. <laughs> so they've done studies with like little nematodes where they just bang all day and then they like lock up some other ones and the. <laughs> don't let them fuck. Yeah, the ones that bang all day don't last as long. <laughs> but they do get to bang all day. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably <laughs> a, a fair trade. Yeah. <laughs> so just well, think about that trade-off next time you're about to wank one. By that fucking logic, every woman I've ever dated are probably going to live to be like a thousand years old. <laughs> yeah. They fucking rarely want to do it. That might be the key to the high elf longevity. (laughs) Celibacy? (laughs) Yeah. They're not fucking cranking them out. Way to bring it back. (laughs) So what the fuck you been up to in the hobby, buddy? Been working on stuff, plugging away. (laughs) Well, we should say this has been recorded after Blood in the Sun. Yeah. So I had 10 horror models, which I did accomplish. And then I had two... Uh, Zinch Herald models, which I accomplished as well, which I used the War Gods of Hyperborea Ice Witches, and I gave them the little fucking Cthulhu skull. Some kind of mask? Yeah, like the Lokir Felhart mask. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see I did like that Village the Cursling model, where I gave that dude the mask, and I was actually going to sell these models, the the ice witches but when i was putting them on i was thinking about what i wanted to use for for the zinch heralds yeah and i kind of wanted them to be the same but you know look different so i was thinking about getting another of like the little chaos sorcerer with the little birdie legs because he's pretty awesome and i already have one (laughs) so i get another one of those guys and do it in a different pose but then i when i was putting the ice witches up on ebay like i noticed they have ice swords and they kind of just look like stone swords almost yeah and the plague bearers come with these like stone swords like they're little chipped away like rock weapons sure so i thought they kind of looked like that i'm like ah maybe i could use those because they're you know they're obviously they're the same but they're two two totally different poses right so I went back, gave him the mask, and then we kind of didn't look chaosy enough with those swords. I ended up just giving him chaos warrior swords, which looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I can use those those stone swords for something else, maybe sure. like a champion or a hero conversion. <laughs> so did those up. Um, they look good. They, uh, they're a nice contrast to the rest of them. Because you can see some of the character models have little pink, because like, I'm using like this flesh color for some of the cloth. So they got a lot of flesh. 
the and then their cloth is colored like the you know like they're using the skin of some fucking chthonic beasts <laughs> that they fucking chopped up so i got those done we haven't recorded for five or six weeks or whatever so i wish we would have because we could have told people about the war gods of olympus kickstarter because it basically came out a few days after we recorded last time and then it went for a month and then now it's over so we can't give anybody any referrals to that kickstarter but uh, yeah um it did end up pretty pretty good like a hundred forty some thousand looks oh. like they're going to be making uh fucking hydra and some harpies oh shit and i think some cyclopses too but some of the the times on there like they're not going to be delivered till like september 2014 <laughs> kind of stuff i don't know what was the original gold you know uh it was like ten thousand or yeah. something so <laughs> okay, they so basically they, they okay. raised a, a load of loot and i've seen some um i guess people slamming them on tabletop gaming and stuff like that for because being in war gods of company and, no because they're not really and war gods of right. olympus came out it's been released for like a decade <laughs> so they're saying oh these guys aren't going to come out with anything if it's going to take you forever to get your models but like this is what Kickstarter was made for. Like right. these guys, they're not gonna make the models unless you <laughs> donate to this Kickstarter. <laughs> Unlike you know some of like Mantic and all those other companies where they're just trying to sell stuff like right. pre-release, sure, get generate sales. But like the the War Guy stuff is cool. But yeah. it, like they, <laughs> if, if you didn't get on the Kickstarter, they're like they're not gonna make it unless they get the money beforehand. Right. I mean, they've established <laughs> that they need that. So it's finally cool that they're going to be coming out with some of those models. Like, a lot of them are already done. Yeah. But it looks like he'll be busy sculpting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, though. You know, I'm sure what's kept them back is finances, so they should be set on that for a while. And what they're doing is fucking pretty sweet. Yeah, the models are really awesome. The War Guys of Egyptus, the, that game is really awesome. Yeah, I watched you play like it the, the setup is really slick. You kind of use hidden commands to do stuff. Like, if you read through the rules, it kind of looks like Warhammer Lite, kind of. Because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of similar with the stats. And then the scale is probably maybe half the size of a Warhammer army. But it's all infantry, and there's only a couple big models. But then when you add the like the counters and the, the hidden commands and stuff like that, it ends up being a lot more than just like a Warhammer knockoff. So sure. it adds a lot of complexity to it. Um but looking at the War Guys of Olympus rules, that stuff that stuff does look kind of amateur hour. So <laughs> I can't attest to the Olympus rules, but the models are fucking sweet. I went back and looked through those again. So you go to crocodilegames.com because they do have quite a few of the Olympus things out already. I was digging through there with Tomb King thoughts in mind and the Egyptus line. Oh, yeah, just using the humans? Or were you thinking about the undead? Well, you, I was just going to mix it up, you know, because the cats are fucking cool. The yeah, the Basti. Yeah, yeah, because you could easily like the the hero, like the hawk-headed guys, are real tall and burly, yeah. so you could use them as like tomb guard and There's like they already cool have halberds and stuff. Um, most of it's pretty badass looking too. Yeah, all the undead stuff is pretty cool, but it's like my, like the tomb kings where the skellies are skellies. Like these are like actual mummies. Yeah, you know they're <laughs> not just skeletons with a kopesh being called tomb kings because they have a, like a little hat with like the two <laughs> mud flaps down the sides. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I did donate to that. I just got one of the. I got the Hades 
demigod because he looks like a badass sorcerer that you could use for chaos or anything. So yeah. well, that's cool. Um, you been doing any other models for your army? You expanding for any upcoming? No, turns? we'll kind of talk about that probably at the end of this after my Demon Nurgle reveal. Okay, I'll probably tell you where the army is going to go after that. This uh, this time we're gonna talk Nurgle demons to wrap up our demon talk. We don't have an interview to talk about demons, but we might have a clicky shitty interview to share. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> so, all right, well, I'll fucking I'll go here. How about that? Sure. Y'all okay. So, well, we it's been nice not fucking having to dump a bunch of time into podcasting. So it was our four year podcasting anniversary at the beginning oh, of June. Just took a little time off. Fucking. Ugh, I don't know if you follow the blog, you'll see I finished the Bullwogger Unit Champ. Mm-hmm. Straight up fucking Ogre model. Turned out pretty cool, but took a fuck ton of time. So after that, I got my man eaters converted. They're ready to go. There's a standard bear and a rank and file guy. You know, the, the problem with the painting, I'm not sure if I talked about it before, but you fucking paint one model at a time, you really want to go to town on it because you feel like, well, mm-hmm. it's just one model, bro. You can put all the time in the world. So, so. are you pulling back from this strategy? No. To get, <laughs> get more done? I'm sitting right now on only three models left to paint. Well, ready for? I my, saw one of those models. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for my original North Star <laughs> list. So, so yeah, I've, I've been. I got the uh, Gorgon Iron Blaster all base coated, skin and fur. Mm-hmm. Worked on that today, but I've probably been only putting maybe twenty to forty minutes a day in the actual modeling shit because I've been playing a lot of Civilization Four. Mm-hmm. And then just today, I jumped on the Civ Five bandwagon again to see if I could like that game. But man, what's the verdict? Meh. just doesn't seem as exciting or well done as a uh, Civ Four did. So. We'll see, though. I just bought the new expansion. Just give it a full chance. <laughs> so now I have like 90 bucks invested in this fucking game. So. But we'll see. I also uh, built and got, I don't know, most of the way through painting Orctonian number five's boar. Mm-hmm. And then fucking haven't touched it in like two or three weeks because I really want to get cruising on the fucking Iron Blaster Gorgon. I think I'm going to start on him just like from the ground up and, and work that way after I dry brush all the fur. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, I can sit down and just paint two hooves. And if it takes two hours, well, who gives a shit? At least that's one part of it that's distinct and complete. It's just It's such a big piece. I'm having a hard time figuring out how to tackle oh. the fucking beast. You heard it here first. Two hours on a hoof. <laughs> Better be one damn fine-looking hoof right there. I painted uh, all the ancillary components to him. So he had four wrist guards, Mm -hmm. one for each wrist, and then... I didn't really track how much time those took, but his little Ungor helper took four hours and six minutes to paint. (laughs) And then I painted the cannon that he holds, and the fucking Iron Blaster cannon took just over ten hours to paint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's... Part of that was just getting down into that detail and getting caught up in it wanting to make it look cool so it turned out all right but so now it's just the big model himself left i have his base you know all done ready to go did a little bit of dry brushing on the rocks yet but mm-hmm. yeah we'll see i started him intentionally started him on july 1st just so it was like a really memorable time that, <laughs> like oh yeah i started him july 1st and then when he's done i'd be like well you know it was a, my goal right now is to finish him in july but i do really? not see that happening <laughs> well, well, it's already the fifth man i know <laughs> you should be like 8% done. What? I estimate it's going to take like, well, somewhere between 40 and 60 hours. But I was on a pretty good roll there spending like 12 to 20 hours a week when I was really motivated like mm-hmm. without a problem 12 to 20 hours. So I was trying to use that as a motivating factor. But 
It's just not fucking clicking. So it's going to yeah. keep slow painting and then watching that North Star deadline get closer. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But it's cool. Mm-hmm. I decided on, for color schemes, I'm going to do... The skin is going to be white, and the fur is going to be using some dark flesh tones, but brighter, almost mm-hmm. reddish, so like reddish brown. So it should look pretty cool, like this big fucking... It's not really going to look like... The skin will match the rest of the army, but the fur will be pretty unique. So, mm-hmm. just something interesting and different to paint as well as going for with the fur there. But we'll see. It, like, so what do you have to do besides the Gorgon? Like, what are the manners. two other guys? Two man. One's a standard bear, and then just a fucking straight up dude. Mm-hmm. Standard bear is going to take a long time too because I went and built that big elaborate standard for the fucking guy. Plus, I got to do yeah. a freehand on there. You got to get the. Ungor Monet <laughs> Gotta get at work. Out of the cave. <laughs> Has he moved on to maybe like pointillism or something? <laughs> nah, bro. It's more into realism. You look up still. close, it's a bunch of dots. <laughs> but you come out, it's a cow skull. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I could test my skills. <laughs> maybe I'll fucking have him do some tattoos on the Gorgon. <laughs> yeah, I so, think it deserves it. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it. I've still been thinking about what to do for the ogre list i really want to mix it up but i don't want to have to work on more models i'm pretty torn alex gonzalez sent in his list and uh you know the one where he uses several small units of four yeah iron cuts two by twos yeah i like that idea i like it too you know you give them all banners so you have insanely high fortitude Mm -hmm. and i mean you might give up 25 points but big whip so and then you also take one or two units of like four man eaters yeah. So you run those around in four packs as well. I think just having that little four packs, those are your core choice. So they're like these really versatile little units. Yeah. And then you can load up on the good stuff. But they're fucking expensive at almost 200, uh, essentially 200 bucks a pop, dude, if you put a standard in there and if you go over to champ. It's like 180s. Well, okay. <laughs> 180. <laughs> but I don't know. Seems like a lot. Well, you're going to have to give it a try. I had to talk to Alex more about it in person. He did. He wrote up a little spiel on like basically how it works. His list had a flying tyrant in it. Since I do have the flying Doombo well underway, I could yeah mimic it just for something different and interesting. But the problem is, if I do start using him as a flying Doombo, the flying tyrant's never going to be as good as the flying Doombo. So yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a Doombo is a little cooler. Yeah, I agree. So, but since I'm in no fucking, he's not frenzied though. So. He's probably a little more versatile. A little more control, but he doesn't get up to fucking 10 attacks either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but just the thought you of painting his wings is you got really me there. bogging me the fuck down. So, yeah. We'll see where that goes. But the anyways, underside yeah. of the wing, the outside <laughs> of the wing. <laughs> the goddamn um, the sides. Just thinking about painting models right now. I'm in such a slump. I think it's because it's summer, too. We finally have had a couple nice weeks here. And mm-hmm. Just. Like, why the fuck do I want to sit in front of that paint table? <laughs> Can't go out, man. So if I don't want to fade them tats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Been out a few times this week, man. Uh-huh. Slather on the lotion. Fine. I usually, I don't see that you're in the midst of a major home renovation. Is this hidden somewhere? Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to enlist your help later when Ginger gets back to help hang a glass door. Oh, really? <laughs> in the shower, yeah. It's, uh, I get fucking three-eighths inch like big glass shower door and it weighs like 50 or 60 pounds easy mm-hmm. and i can't do it so obviously i can't do it by myself and i ginger she's she can help like if you and i hold it mm-hmm. she's gonna put the screws in it <laughs> but <All right. laughs> that's the plan 
But anyways, yeah, so it is hidden upstairs. Master bath, dude, is like a butt hair away from being done. Mm-hmm. And then today I laid out all the components for fucking installing this goddamn water softener. Which means I got to run a ton of new piping downstairs. I'm never out of projects, dude. <laughs> Plus, Hastings fucking properties is taking off. Now I got the accepted offer. It's fucking oh, legit. Oh, really? On a 12-unit, bro. Oh, cool. We're There's in the due diligence ex- phase, my man. Oh, out there snooping around. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. But looking forward to be fucking super busy on that for a while. You're one step closer to dream of being a trailer park supervisor. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am, Rand. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll put on a few pounds and stop drive, wearing a shirt. Drive some cheeseburgers <laughs> into this cheeseburger locker. Maybe you could always have Hanson work out for you. Probably wouldn't mind pulling down 16K large a year. Wait, <laughs> uh, well, that's what the, the supervisor makes. The assistant, he only pulls in four. Yeah, and that's Canadian dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, let's see. Fucking sold the dogs of war, my friend. Yeah, what'd you end up netting on that? Well, for those who are curious, I did... I had a couple. I had a nibble, an interested party, but we couldn't come to a price. What was he offering? Uh, Three, four hundred bones? Because <laughs> it was me, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, first, he was it, pretty psyched, and I was contemplating doing some work for him, you know, if he wanted to expand it. Yeah. Because the core choices are pretty limited. And in the special and rare, there's a lot of variety. But you end up st- stuck with the pike band and the Volans Venators, and pretty much every time that's like your core. Um, but we, I think he was Italian too. Yeah. But yeah, we couldn't come to a price, so I put him up. Came out to one thousand four hundred thirty-three dollars, which was pretty good because I would have sold them for fifteen hundred to a yeah. person. So <laughs> that is right around where I was hoping to be. It wasn't too bad because I sold them like three people got th- three huge lots that are like three or four hundred bucks a pop. And then just like four or five other people got a few items. Sure. So it was pretty easy packing it all up. And um, it was actually nice because I had, when I went to Brawler Bash, I had the carrying case for them and those foam inserts. And I couldn't use those foam inserts for the (laughs) demons, so I bought new inserts for the demons. Yeah. And I'm like, well, these are all cut out for the dogs of war. And like, (laughs) I'm not going to wrap... 50 models individually in toilet paper <laughs> put them in there so i was able to just put them in there and it was everything's firm and secure and everything arrived nice um to everybody so i know tpv bought the halflings oh. <laughs> you, you got lumping croups and the hot pot i think he bought the crossbows too yeah and then a chap in chicago got quite a few things and then old robert Foz Protection Fnuff got the Volans Venators <laughs> and a couple other character models. He bought the Messenger model that I put up. I wasn't sure if I was going to sell that one because he's like a dude holding some paper. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is like a level one wizard you can use him as. He's got his scroll. <laughs> so he went, he was the lowest. He went for three bucks. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the highest. Kind of surprised me. I think it might have been the crossbowman. Yeah, you put stuff up there, and yeah. you have to be totally unattached to what it goes for. Because I almost, almost kept the gorillas. Yeah, because I'm like these. Each of these things weigh like a pound and a quarter, so it's like three pounds to ship them somewhere. <laughs> 
So I for the overseas mailing, I just put like sixty bucks. It's insane. Oh yeah, fucking the post office. It's just nuts with that now. And then I was like, well, maybe it could come up with some weird bopaka table where I use the gorillas because there's each side would get a gorilla, but they get all banged to fuck, and then they would just sit around. So I'm like, yeah, I guess even if they sell for five bucks, you know, that's five bucks more than I had, and <laughs> I'm not too sentimental with keeping old models around. But they went for like 140 bucks, so that was pretty awesome. Because those are, you know, those are Reaper models yeah. too. So I'm like, well, Fuck those two Reaper, models, 140 bones. Yeah, I think retail they're like probably 40 each. Yeah, they're and well then, done. So yeah, with the Amazons on there, I could put Warhammer in the title <laughs> without without them being taken down. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, I think the Crosswoman, the Pikeman got in the hundreds. It was probably retail cost plus maybe 50 percent so the retail of those is probably probably seven or eight hundred bucks is that what it was when you bought them is that what it is now uh probably what it would be now because i think you can get the dogs of war on the gw site like the pike man are like six or seven bucks a pop or something i I think you can get them um most of it's still available some of it isn't but a bit of a paypal ebay scandal going on at the moment oh really I don't know if you remember the story, but there was fucking Is this from an like incident a decade ago. <laughs> yes, there was. It was an Is it incident finally getting resolved, with or what? me and uh, PayPal locking up my shit and shutting me down due to certain fucking things out of my control <laughs> involving German customs <laughs> and exports from fucking Deutschland. Mm-hmm. So you notice the giant stack of eBay shit mm-hmm. sitting like all over that corner of my room because now they've locked my PayPal account and they oh, will they not fucking free it up for anything <laughs> unless I give them $3,800, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't going to happen. And... This was some shit that happened literally like a decade ago over that probably. No, it must have been about yeah, 10 or 11 years ago. And uh, So, God damn it. But what that means is the point-hammered PayPal is fucking uh. shut down. So, <laughs> if anybody... Sen- I can still refund it. So, if anybody inadvertently sends it, I can send your money okay. back. But that shit... Able to move it to the Wapaka. Uh, yeah, we could do that. I don't know if they... I thought about taking the point-hammered email off there and just adding it to like Ginger's account. But A, they might lock her account then. Yeah. And B, she, I try to get her to let me use her fucking PayPal <laughs> or her eBay and PayPal. And she's like, well, you ain't using my shit, man. You ain't going to fuck up my PayPal, too. <laughs> so, fucking got raw. Fuck, to throw that bitch out of my house. She wants to play hardball with the fucking eBay accounts. <laughs> so, but no, I just, we, uh, She's really not letting me use it, though, so I'm still working on her. <laughs> so I might at some point have it back up and running, but for now, PayPal, point hammered, is no more. <laughs> Unless we could collect $3,800. <laughs> Although, God damn it, don't get me going. I was really upset when it first landed, because that means you can't sell anything on eBay, because that's the only form yeah. of payment you're allowed. I'm like, God fucking damn it. And I had this huge fucking stack of shit sitting around, but oh well. It will just all pile up for another decade until PayPal forgives it. Mm-hmm. Or until I make a million, then I give them the thir- 3800 bucks they want. <laughs> <laughs> Cocksuckers. <laughs> anyway, you been fucking watching or reading anything cool? It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, I went through a ton of shit. Yeah, anything worth I went through about? all the archers when I was painting the demons yeah. for bits. Uh, Kelly got HBO, so that Ooh. gave me access to HBO Go. 
We may have talked about that, but I went through all the Game of Thrones season three, rocking through all the eastbound and downs, and then I've been watching the Pacific lately. <laughs> Pacific is pretty good. They made a mistake in choosing a bunch of actors that all look the same, so I can't tell who the fuck is who. Because <laughs> you're if somebody dies, <laughs> like am I supposed to? Yeah, but it does a really good job of showing how fucking terrible and miserable it would be to be a soldier, <laughs> a Marine in World War Two. Oh, is that what it's what it's about? Yeah, the Pacific. Um, so is that like the Band of Brothers? Yeah, it's the made by the same people. Okay, sure, but it's about the Marines, so they go into. You know, they go into combat yeah. way before sure. <laughs> the stuff in Band of Brothers. The Band of Brothers is like, kind of makes the army like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool to just be this camaraderie of these guys. But yeah, yeah then the Pacific <laughs> is like fucking race war, genocide, jungle, <laughs> like islands. <laughs> you have to eliminate everybody, and it's just fucking machine gun nests set up in the other side trying to take them out. <laughs> That like, sounds pretty fucking awesome. Check that out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Like, there's a good mix. Maybe half of the episodes are real battle stuff, and then the half is like Slay and Tail in Australia, and like, <laughs> nice. like the Australians are all like in Burma or in Africa, yeah, because you know, they're fighting Rommel. It's that time. So the fucking Japanese are just a few islands off, trying to build an airfield when all the Marines show up. Kind of save the day. Yeah. So that's yeah, pretty good. I'd check it out if you have HBO Go. It's pretty sweet. It's every HBO show ever made. If somebody you know has HBO, <laughs> they can sign up and give you the shit. You fucking watch The Sopranos on there or what? No. I'm working. <laughs> There's like 20 or 30 shows on there. So I have to pick <laughs> and choose, man. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've been... I got a bunch of... So years ago, I listened to all the Richard Sharp books. Sure. And by all of them, I mean about 10 of them. And there's about 20 of them. <laughs> so I've gone back and listened to... I've started listening to all the ones that I missed and gone back through those again. Those are pretty good. They're well, kind who's of, the author? Is that that's Graham? Bernard Cornwell. Sure. So it's like Uhtred, but he's in the Napoleonics yeah. <laughs> kind <laughs> of better. things. But uh, they get to be kind of formulaic where... Yeah, that's he's always I, trapped behind enemy lines, <laughs> and there's always some chick he's got to get with. And but very good though. There's always a big battle and <laughs> fucking solid books. <laughs> well, these were all written before the Udi books. Yeah. Well, you read the Uchi books, and I might check out good, the the series because there's a television program, and Sean Bean is Richard Sharp in them. Uh, they're like, <laughs> I believe they're like this UK series made in the '80s. Sure. So. If anyone can tell me whether or not that's a good idea to check it out, I'd be curious. <laughs> Save you a couple hours. Television tonight. programming from the 80s. I think it's a little suspect. Some of it. Some of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did, last time, our listener in China mailed us some condoms. Oh, the, yeah. The Jizban? Yeah, the Jizbans. So you gave me one. What happened to the other? You mailed those mailed off? Them with dice orders, yeah. Okay. People I gave dice to. So it was like this condom with this little, it was like a little penis wearing sunglasses. No, it was a condom wearing sunglasses <laughs> on the wrapper. A bunch of Chinese writing. <laughs> yeah, so I fucking showed that to Kelly. <laughs> she got all horned up then. <laughs> I'm like, we're using this tonight. <laughs> but then I got really drunk, and then I didn't want to use it, so we did it. <laughs> but then the next time, for sure. 
<laughs> we did use it, and I think maybe it was a little snugger. <laughs> she was concerned about the quality of it. Uh, and I said if it failed, we would know because she would have a Chinese baby. <laughs> she, <laughs> she lets you get drunk and fucking raw dogger, but she's going to be concerned about the quality of the Chinese condom. <laughs> uh, I think one thing the Chinese government on, cares about yeah. is birth control, man. <laughs> so give a two boners up to the Jizmon, bro. <laughs> nice. <fucking> solid. Anybody <laughs> else wants to send in condoms? <laughs> From around the world. Get I'm your man. I'll test them out. Get an African one. It's so big, it won't even stay on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get like a funny, little fucking get like an outrigger <laughs> for my for my wang. <laughs> and I can put it on then. Get rigger. <laughs> like a fucking. There's Jamaican ones. There's like a condom smoke and a big fucking big blunt mm-hmm. on the fucking picture. Yeah. So big thanks. Yeah. All right. In terms of watching and reading, I'm still just hooked on the same old bullshit. Fucking X-Files, still going strong. Wonder Years. You can tell I've been watching a lot of Wonder Years because now I call the cat's butthead all the time. <laughs> that's what fucking that Wayne always calls Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> butthead. <laughs> and then started reading uh, Tolstoy, Death of Ivan Ilyich. Yeah. Just uh, a little slow. <laughs> About maybe 100 pages in now. But yeah, a couple pages in that. That so. is the issue. With a lot of classics. Yeah. I think I'd learned my lesson, but it's interesting. It's well done. I think it's known for its like physical descriptions and shit like that, and you can see why. Mm-hmm. Relative to other books, it's, it's really well done in that regard. And it's nice to read something like a genuine fucking import rather than another fucking... Rather than another black library? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, some of those bros in the UK were telling me a couple black library books I should read, so I might end up looking them up, but we'll mm-hmm. see. But I, after Orion, I swore off all Black Rock Library <laughs> books. It was such fucking garbage. Worst book I've ever read in my life. So it's like someone's fucking just put a bunch of poop in there and closed the book <laughs> up. You opened it and it just stank like shit. And terrible story. I got nothing. All right, let's take a fucking break, buddy. Sure. See, we got Raj Podge in a couple weeks, huh? Yeah. 
the fuck, man? Looking forward to that. That should be a blast. Oh, yeah. We are looking... We got, I think we had just 20 last year. Yeah. So now we're like 22 or 23. Well, I've only received like maybe 14 or 15 lists. Yeah. So and there's some motherfuckers. Next week, I'm going to give you everybody's email addresses. You can start harassing them. I see. That, uh, I expected those are the easy points to get. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, I think Invasion Kenosha is the week before. Yeah. And there's like a big tourney at Tower Games the week before. Where's Tower. Twin Cities. Ah, okay. Battling over the Luther Haas model. Yeah. yeah. But we still got a couple buddies coming out for the Podge. I think Ruins We got the coming. Brew Dude. Yeah, Domus. Yeah. John Wenger's coming up again. I was shocked to see Domus on the list for that. Mm-hmm. We'll well, we see. missed bits, so. He's flaked out a couple times here mm. lately. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. No, he's on vacation right now. Yeah. Just basking in models. <laughs> it's like the Reaper Kickstarter, oh, whatever that yeah. big one was. I've seen a bunch of bros were receiving which, those. Yeah. What was that? I remember looking at it and not understanding why people were getting in on it. Well, I think it was like the bones thing, so you could get bits and mm. components. and I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. That's fucking rare that I'll get in on a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should start a Kickstarter, though. <laughs> yeah. Make our podcast sweet. We, our goal is 500 save, bucks. <laughs> save the point hammered PayPal address. <laughs> our goal is 3800 $3, bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just send the money right to the PayPal account <laughs> when 3800 bucks gets in there. <laughs> if I can clear it. <laughs> Every listener, on a fucking big episode, we'll get like 22,000 downloads. And mm-hmm. if, if fucking everybody sends just 50 cents. 50 cents even. A starving Wisconsin fucking bald tattooed sack of shit. <laughs> Get his PayPal account free. <laughs> make a proper funny commercial for that. Bits came and went. We'll talk about that in the next episode. Sure. That'll be 87. This be 86. Fucking pushing 100, buddy. Mm-hmm. Thinking it might be uh, one of these times might be time for another shot a minute thing. Oh, yeah. We 99, 100, 101? Somewhere in there. Huh? Or like 87, you know, like later to 87, <laughs> 89, um, 92. If we do it every once in a while, there's going to be a point where we just can't finish it. <laughs> so <laughs> with like yeah. a, episode 150, it would be pretty fucking entertaining. <laughs> it's just like 23 minutes of dead. <laughs> dead yeah, just us, head down, Raj snoring. Me puking in my sleep. <laughs> Farting going on. Not sure if we're alive or not. My old lady screaming at us. <laughs> Paramedics show up. You hear the whole Whoop. thing. Yeah, just getting defibbed. Pretty awesome. Uh, let's see. I got a shout out here to... Do you now? Uh, yeah, Andrew Stana from castork.com. I ordered a bunch of models from there, so told me to give him a shout out. He hooked me up with a bit of a discount. Sweet. Some fucking orc boar riders. Got all, all the game zone sculpts. Boar Riders, and I got the Avatars of War, the Orc Boar Lord. Oh, yeah. Pretty fucking... Number one, all those models are big, clunky, and metal. Mm-hmm. They're pretty fucking expensive, and they don't fit together for shit. None of them do. I think the Avatars of War one's the fucking like, worst they one, They don't it's rank weird. up, or they, they don't glue together? There's they don't like glue seams together. and stuff? Uh, the ranking up, I'll solve that issue. But yeah, the <laughs> seams... Just the pieces fitting together, and that fucking, I don't know, it's going to be a fucking beast to paint those, or build those things, so mm-hmm. not looking forward to that overly much, but the Game Zone ones, I can see why they get a bit of grief, because, uh, and I think I talked to, um, 
I want to say it was Wapple about it, mm-hmm. that the detail just isn't there. They're yeah. just a little gritty up close, and it's a paint on more of the detail than that's actually on there just to make the fucking model interesting. And that was his criticism of those models, and it's definitely fucking true. So do I recommend them? Nah. Not quite haul of shit, but not going to be recommended either. So if you're running out of fucking different orc boar sculpts, pick them up. Fine. Are they that same orc style? Yeah, they're or all... did you get them for the boars? I, I got them the for boars? the boars, yeah. Okay. Um, the orcs, they're very similar to those, so they'll, they should all work. Mm-hmm. Um, I might just... I hate to think about buying, like, five more or whatever, but I might end up using those as the questing orcs. So. Do you use all kinds of boars? Are you going to get the old... Uh the old plastic boars, <laughs> those little piggies. I think I have Did a, a bag couple of guys those running somewhere. those. Feedies mounted, yeah, man. You could put little <laughs> little gobbos or something on there. Oh, uh, yeah. Little... No, nah, I was going to use wolf riders for the goblins just to keep okay. the fucking orc and goblin theme proper. So it would be goblins on wolves as a yeoman. Mm-hmm. And then that also distinguishes the actual knights and lords from the peasants. All the peasants will be some kind of green skin, so... Mm-hmm. It'd probably actually be Noblars riding on wolves is mm. what the fucking yeoman will be. Assuming those are still in the book. <laughs> yeah. Next, after I finish Orctonian number five, I'm going to fucking build the first peg orc. Really? Peg pig. Yeah. Really looking forward to that. So The Pegasus? Yeah, right. Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, just the thought has me fucking giggling <laughs> inside. <laughs> I do want, you know, if, if you look at the peg knights, they're really, they're not just fur, you know, like, or horse hair. There's actually feathers mixed in with all the horse hair. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and come up with some way of sculpting feathers into, like, the right around the hooves and then, then the back mane and maybe a couple other spots. But should be fucking, the first one should be a blast. The rest will be tedious and shitty. Mm-hmm. Typical fucking conversion fashion. So Sure. Yeah, that's coming up. Um, what else do we got, man? I think we're going to talk about demons today, right? Yeah, man. So this is the Nurgle take on it. So I've been running mostly Nurgle in South Coast. I had that Rogue Trader. I've had a few pickup games in between. And then I'll just include my stuff at at bits, just in the army, in, in my thoughts. But going through, so the Plague Bearers. I don't know. I mean, people say that they're the best, 13 points apiece. Yeah. But maybe they are <laughs> most of the time, but they have the big downside with the niche 2 and with Lord of Death being so popular. Mm. That's a pretty big disadvantage to have. Sure. Against. Even more shadow. So, yeah, Pit of Shades, Purple Sun. I mean, they're not that much better than the Demonettes or the fucking blood letters in my book sure um i think probably though i mean having poison is probably better than killing blow um yeah or armor piercing because well no because auto wound is fucking awesome that's why so yeah (laughs) yeah just going up against um monsters and stuff like that i mean is anything killable killing blow a bull anymore (laughs) killing blowable (laughs) killing blow able I mean, most stuff, characters are monstrous cav. Lots of units are monstrous cav. Um, I do like to run my Plague Bearers. So usually I run about 30. That yeah. seems to do me well. Um, Banner of Swiftness in there, plus one move, is usually what I go for. Okay. Um, I think those boys are pretty solid. I could see the benefits of going up to 40. 
um, uncomped environment. But the way that it worked out was they're comped at 30 for South Coast, and then I can meet my core requirements by adding a unit of 10 horrors, so 30 plus 10 horrors, and then I got a bunker for my Zinch Heralds. Yeah. Um, so with the the buffs kind of working with the plague bearers um so i guess getting into the the nurgle herald this is probably the biggest letdown for me in the book is the character selection so the three the three different loci you can get is the five up poison which that one's pretty decent it's cheap it's like i think it's just 30 points yeah and then you got the regen is the middle one and i could see when you might want to have that but then the 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 cream of the crop the best one is when you get poisons you get a strength four hit well if you crunch the fucking numbers five plus poison is better against everything against <laughs> stuff that's strength against toughness three so what kind of amateur hour stuff is this um so the best one is actually the worst one i don't know what's going on so and that and then with the random gifts making it I don't know. So the the herald I ended up using my, was my BSB was <clears throat> naked. Don't bother giving him a loci. Don't bother giving him any fencers blades. Don't bother putting him in the plague bears if you can help it, because none of that stuff is going to save him. Yeah, he's just not resilient enough. Tough five doesn't cut it. So I've been using him just as the BSB. Um, I can give him. You actually give them a magic banner then. If you're not taking any gifts, you can give them a magic banner yeah. as the BSB. So you can give them magic resistance or a standard of discipline. But with the new, because I was running them a level one death, because on the Great Unclean one, I was running death, so you'd have two death snipes. But even playing through bits with the new fac and how that works, yeah. the lore of death snipes, you know. yeah, the snipes aren't... Well, the spirit leeches. You don't have any good targets. It's nope. just basically a roll-off. You can't get the targets in your favor like you could before. Right. So I'm going to drop the death. So just a naked guy on foot, don't get him into combat, is the way that I run them. Now, I could see maybe going for the regen, but if that's when you go for Nurgle magic because you can bubble combo that up and put it down to a three plus regen yeah which is a possibility but the Nurgle magic is so i mean the signature spell is a breath attack but it's direct damage so even if you get into close combat you can't cast it <laughs> you can't cast it into combat that you're in so that one's no good there's three or four buffs and then the vortex is shit so I think Lord Death is probably the way to go on Poppy. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm not a fan of any of the Nurgle Loki. I mean, you're just throwing more points after bad. I mean, the best you can get him is weapon skill 10 with a 4-plus regen, and he's on a 2-wound model, which isn't... Hey, and he's on foot. There. Yeah. Yeah, so stuff, he can be stomped, Give he can be thunder-stomped. bro. <laughs> what? Yeah, that... So the Palaquin actually isn't too bad. I've been thinking about this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got that, that model done, the Epidemus. So that gives him an extra wound. No, it gives him two extra wounds. Two extra wounds. Come on, buddy. So it gives you five or six Nurgling attacks. Yeah. And well, whatever, the Nurglings. <laughs> uh, but then you can't be stomped. No, you can be picked out. But if you run in some Skull Cannons... A great unclean one. This guy is probably the last on the list. I don't know. He is your BSB, so he could... I don't know. So you got two cannons, 
you got what are you going to shoot at? You got two skull cannons, unclean one, and a BSB. Usually it's the fucking cannon off first. Yeah. Let's say you win that cannon off. <laughs> are you going to shoot at the unclean one or the BSB? All things the same. Yeah. Well, BSB is a much easier target to walk. You know, you hit him one time, he's probably going to die if you wound and you don't make the save. Uh, yeah, he's got four wounds, though. Oh, yeah, on the plank when he gets four. Yeah. So he's not too bad because he can that's take a cannonball and half the time he'll still live. Yeah. But yeah. that's when you give him the four plus regen. So if a cannonball does come in, you get the regen against it. Unless it's one of those dirty dwarfs. <laughs> yeah. You stick them in the unit. Ain't nobody got to worry about dwarfs no more, man. That's true. Wait <laughs> till fucking like December when them motherfuckers <laughs> drop, bro. Come rolling out of there. But then it's like 30 or 40 points for the Pelican, 50 points for the Gifts, 40-some points for that. You make him a BSB. He's like a 250, 75-point <laughs> model. Well, maybe you should fucking shoot that asshole with the cannon. Oh, yeah, but... Um, Providing a lot. Yeah. Got him up to four wounds, tough five. So I could, I don't know. It might be fun to play around with. But I am not going to be the one who makes all these palanquin models. So <laughs> you can go out there. Somebody out there can do them. Because he could do like a unit at three or four. Because he just used one of, because then you get one guy with like a five up poison. And then they all have this five up poison. Yeah. So it works on the other characters and stuff too. <laughs> So it's not too bad. We can do with that Nurgle BSB guy is give him a movement banner. So he's plus one move. Or even, fuck it, don't give him the movement banner. Don't make him a BSB, but you can put him in with the Beast and Nurgle. So they're both monstrous beasts. So they're stuck at move four because the beasts are six. He's a four. Yeah. But you still have a swift stride charge attack. So, you know, four, but you can potentially, if I get a 10 on the dice... So that's 14 inches. That's a decent charge. I'd probably take that one on Swift Stride. I usually take 9s and 10s on Swift Strides. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, but then you could give uh, the Beast of Nurgle 5 up poisons. That's an idea. Mm. The regen thing doesn't do fucking anything to them because they already got it. Yeah. But um, at South Coast, I was prepared to do that if the situation was favorable with Epidemus. Just put him in there with the Beast of Nurgle. Um, so that's one way to run those heralds. Um, but yeah. I think mine, keep them cheap, keep them in the back, pop them out of the unit if possible. You can maybe give them magic s standard if you want. Of, yeah, keep them within three inches. You get the four up fucking lookout, sir. So who needs yeah, most of the time. I mean, if they have cannons, keep them in the unit, whatever. Yeah, but absolutely. if they have magic missiles, you probably need to keep them in the unit. But he can't yes. take a 2d6 strength four fireball. He's top five with the four up lookout, sirs, five ups, depending on the sitch. Maybe you can get away with that. Maybe not. But if you're going into combat, just take him out. He's They're going to allocate attacks against him. He's going to die. Yes. Um, so that's kind of the problem with most of the Heralds is there's no way to keep them alive. So that kind of... If you want to take characters, the first thing you do is keep them alive. And then if you can do that, you can give them other goodies. But you can't even do that with these guys. So that's one of my main gripes with this book. <laughs> nice one, buddy. So going in to specials, the Nurglings. These little bastards, they're not even poisoned anymore. Uh. Those little cock munches. <laughs> Maybe if you get them in units of one, but they're two plus, And so they're... How many points are they here, these little cock knuckles? One ten. They are... So it's 80 points for minimum units. They scout, but otherwise they're like uh, strength three, tough three. Four attacks, four wounds, demons. Scouting's pretty solid, though. Mm. Then you fucking roll up some Empire War Machines. Move four. War Machines. Move four, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even see that they skirmish anymore. 
They swarms. Are, swarm skirmish. Swarms always skirmish. Yeah, I think okay. so. That's good to know. <laughs> Can't recommend those little bastards. You could convert a bunch of sweet little octopi on the ground, like hopping along in their Well, tentacles. if I did it, I'd probably just do like the epidemus, you know? He's just on a big pile of tentacles. Yeah. So they'd be like these little tentacle whirlwinds <laughs> flying around. That'd be cool. <laughs> Except uh, you'd have to fucking put together all these fucking yeah. tentacles in this weird way. It looks pretty fucking tedious. It looks just insane. And then it looks tedious as shit to paint as well. Yeah. It's a lot of surface. You kind of just paint the tops. Uh. <laughs> you gotta... Yeah, it was a bit tedious. I'm certainly not going to put in that much effort for a unit so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Epidemus, on the other hand, deserves some attention. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So, the Beast of Nurgle. The one... The one-man packs are pretty good. I I don't know. Move six just doesn't cut the mustard sometimes when you really need to block something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just spoiled with the Furies where you can block at the exact angle that you need and get the everything precisely that you need perfectly <laughs> where the Beast of Nurgle, they're going to be I'm the three or four or five inches out from the yeah. front of the unit so they, they can move in and they get to decide where their wheel hits. You know, I have the same so they can problem do it the how they Gore. want it. Like the Razor Gore versus the Harpies, it's the same situation. They're just seems like in the Razor Gore moves seven, and that's frequently not enough. It's really frustrating. Yeah, so. so these bros are six. I mean, they're tough. They're awesome soaking up um, monsters and stuff like that. Or even eh, I probably wouldn't put them against ranked units most of the time. Um, but like holding up demon princes or other monstrous units, four wounds. People always forget they have the fourth one, the regen. People forget that, uh, the minus one to hit on top of it. It's fucking great. These guys are solid. I'm not really sold on big units. I mean, I had a four pack. I took it down to a three pack, and it seemed to work fine. I mean, they're not gonna go into units, blow them out, and win combat. No, but so, they're gonna sit there forever. So yeah, but I've always been able to get them support before they disappear <laughs> yeah before they disappear so i think you're taking six i mean that's more points sitting in that unit waiting to be helped out by something else because <laughs> they're not going to win it on their own they need help so having three holding out waiting for help seems to work about just as good 95 percent of the time so that's how i like to run them just yeah. three packs i think that's um, sufficient i see one and i'm like god damn it now how am i gonna get through that thing mm-hmm. <laughs> it just fucking drives me nuts. so going into the furies the nurgle furies i think we're gonna end up dropping them oh yeah they're just all they do is sacrifice themselves so the list is i need more in the list that can do stuff Okay. So I'm going to try maybe two more beasts, or another beast of Nurgle, and then I'll have, because they cost, when you give them the mark, five of them is 70 points. Okay. And a beast of Nurgle is 60, and if I drop both, then I have 80 points to play with. And Why not about, a couple uh, fiends, maybe? They have the movement. Yeah, they got move 10. You got to take them in threes, so oh, it's 185 man. points That's for three of them. I forgot. <laughs> You can get four Iron Guts for the cost of three Fiends, dog. Mm, yeah, but I have to math that one out. <laughs> At least one of those Iron Guts One of those is, is core. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. so, yeah, I think I, I was chitting chatting with a lot of Demon players at bets, and none of them seemed... I think Nickel's still running the Furies, because he's all corn, so he doesn't have much else to choose from. But yeah. a lot of the other guys went to the Screamers. So I do have my Screamers are pretty much... They're based. One unit is primed. Oh. So I probably will be working on those. So I'll have 80 points, but they're 120 points. So, 
Yeah, they can still sacrifice themselves, but they can actually do something besides that. Right. They're pretty good at clearing chaff. Like, yeah. a three-pack is nine attack. You can do the flyover for the fuck of it. Maybe <laughs> you'll kill. You got a 50-50 chance of killing those saber tusks. With the pack of three. Yeah, with the yeah. tree pack. To tree? To tree pack. Okay. Two so runes, tough four. You're definitely looking at expanding then, so you're going beyond uh, the Nurgle. Hold on, hold on. Answers. Okay. Um, because I thought we were talking about Nurgle. Well, I'm going to get my overall <laughs> thoughts at the end here, dude. <laughs> okay, man. Bro. <laughs> Respect the order, man. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember why I quit this fucking podcast. <laughs> so, I'm done with the theories. Yeah. But not because... Just too pricey, and they die every time. Yeah, they die. They, they can't. They can't fight up. stuff. You have to. You have to keep them within eighteen inches of right. Papa, because otherwise <laughs> they can't march. Leadership too. Um, I never never got burned with that snake eyes on the magic. There was one game that I did roll it. It was in the fifth or the sixth turn, and like I had one unit was gone already. Yeah. So for that bad stuff. You know, you it's only really bad you know, if you roll it in the third or the fourth, you know, when you're actually locked up in combat with stuff. Sure. So, um, going on, I love the, the fucking Plague Drones. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, those guys are good. I like them a lot. Okay. Move 10. I mean, because you can do, they're maneuverable where the beasts aren't. The beasts are, can take a little more damage, but the beasts aren't able to kill stuff. Where the beasts have, on average, four and a half attacks as strength four, where the drones got three strength five and one strength four attack, and then sure. the stomp is strength five. Give them a banner, can count on the charge. Um, if I do use the metal buffs, usually I ended up using it on the plague drones, but um, you can give them a magic banner. I always upgrade to the, pla- uh, the poison, the plague probuscisk. It's 55. They are base, and if it's five points for poison. Uh, sure. Is that a no-brainer? I think it's a no-brainer? I'd probably stick to it. It's just, anytime you can remove rolls like that, yeah. it's fucking so awesome. So A lot of the times, too, they end up fighting other stuff that's strength, tough four, tough five, so having that poison helps out. They're not, even again, these guys are almost blockers. They're just barely, barely offensive. Like, yeah. you want, you still want ranks, or not ranks. You still want to go in on the flank. You want to have the charge. You need to have the banner. And you just hope to God that you break them on the charge. Because <laughs> they can't really slug it out like other monsters have. So They're not avoiding, crushers. You're avoiding all steadfast then. Oh, yeah. I would never put them into a unit if I could help it. So I was playing Butcher yeah. with his Nurgle demons. He still took up a demons. So it's kind of funny because we're both getting buffed from it. But I fucking... <laughs> Put the plague drones into the side of his plague bearers because I like overran through the Slaneshi chariot. Fucking killed his BSB plague, like as plague herald. Yeah, killed like three or four guys. Pretty pathetic. But the fucker rolls snake eyes, <laughs> brings them all back, brings the BSB back, and then goes on to grind down the plague drones because they. Yeah, you just need to win big on a charge. Luck of the fucking butch, um, man. But they are maneuverable, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I like the four. I tried the five, but trying to keep all those guys within 10 inches is really difficult. Yeah. It's a lot harder than you'd think because, like, you just move one guy, and then he should be in 10 inches for the rest. But depending on your angle, if it's not the exact same angle, that other guy is probably not within 10 inches. Like, if you do a... <laughs> yeah, you know. Just a hassle. Yeah, but if you go the four-pack, you can go two by two pretty easily. 
you know, in the early stages or if you need to sneak through something or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but just having that, being able to fly 10 and strike out with the Swift Strike Charge, just having that threat out there is um, very handy <laughs> with with the Army as a whole. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's about it. Big Poppy. So they tried the Nurgle Demon Prince. You bravely tried the Nurgle Demon Prince. You think he'd be fine, but the Warrior Prince is good because you get to pick all these fucking awesome items uh, and you get a one-up armor save <laughs> and you get to regrow your wounds back and everything else. So the Warrior, Warrior's Demon Prince is substantially better than He's unbreakable. You don't have to take instability checks. <laughs> I think this guy is more expensive for whatever reason. But he is a large target, so you get 18-inch range, which is pretty decent. The Warriors People, don't get that? He don't get it. Okay. He's not a large target. Um, but the best you can get is four-up armor with mm. chaos armor. <laughs> and the Nurga one you think wouldn't be too bad, but he only has four wounds, T5. So they always get to strike back. Be doing that, it's a lot of stuff is weapon skill 5 or better, or can be modified with Shadow, with Lore of Light... Yeah. Um, so a lot of the lores can modify that, and yeah, just can't take it. So the Grand Unclean one is probably arguably the best. He's probably maybe what's tied the, with the chicken. What's the point difference on like a Nurgle Demon Prince? So Demon Prince on foot is two fifty, and then Unclean one is three seventy five. But he's also a level one wizard. So you get as Nurgle Demon Prince level one is two hundred ninety points. On foot, yeah. So yeah, you. Why wouldn't you go green? So it's like eighty-five points for two more wounds, two more toughness. You're losing some niche, but you're getting extra attack. I mean, you have poison if you want to keep that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The way I was running it at bits was a level one, great and clean one with the death snipe, and then a level one BSB of death, and then I had the two zine Cheralds on metal, and then they were the, level four or two. They're level twos. Okay. Um, so I think it's pretty decent there, bro. Getting back in the fucking proper podcasting pose here. Yeah. And I, that setup with the way the fact is ruling, I think I'm probably going to stop that setup. And then I'm just going to have to hope I don't miscast with Poppy, jack him up. I'll put this many points in him anyways. Might as <laughs> well go to town, throw everything at him. <laughs> full gifts, full, full level four. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure it out for for North Star because okay. North Star we're going from 2400 down to 2200, yeah. so that's tough enough as it is. So I'm at a 550 cap on my characters for the Lord choice. So he will, if you max him out, he's like 575. <laughs> so something's got to give somewhere. Sure. Um, but yeah, with the random. So uh, if you can't tell, I think the strength of a book lies with the character selection and being able to mix it up and the life of a book is kind of dependent on that too where you can just with some are like the warriors or the high elves you have a ton of character selections and they're all decent and you can mix and match between them and you can keep going well with the the bsb character so i've already decided that it's not worth giving them anything <laughs> so, so there's no variety there's no there. variety there with yeah. With the poppy, with the lord choices, they're not super great to start with, but you can't customize anything, you can't do anything. Right. So there's no fun in trying to try different builds or something based off your items like you can do with other armies. 
Sure. So that is already... So this is... To me, it's a pretty thin book. Well, that said, though, you can take corn instead of Nurgle. Well, the book itself dissuades you from mix and matching. Well, I'm saying... And for comp scores and theme scores, mix and matching is always... You can't do it. The plague letters become actual fucking blood letters Mm -hmm. instead of plague bears, you know? And then the fucking big guy becomes a fucking greater demon of corn, and that's a completely different fucking army. Yeah. Not as effective. I, I think the greater demon of corn is quite shit. Yeah, I fought against him, so I'm aware of shit, but we'll get to that in the bits <laughs> coverage next episode. <laughs> but you want to talk about having some variety? Well, there you go. Fucking find a way to make it work. If no, it, there's if it no can. point in making it work because it's yeah. not, there's no choices here. The Zinch guys don't have any variety because it's at level two and you can't give them gifts because there's not, nothing that you'd want them to have for 50 points. Because <laughs> the Zinch gifts are shit. Yeah. Okay. Same thing with the Nurgle guys, or the same thing with the corn guys, yeah. where all the loci are overpriced. Don't bother giving it to them. Don't bother putting a guy on foot. Now, you can take a dude on a blood crusher. I think that's a pretty good choice. <laughs> I think that's the only decent hero selection. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> I may do up some blood crusher type models, yeah. but only to eventually use them as skull crushers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So. So the well, basic like- the basic demon rules are fine, but yeah. the way the, the the current meta is with you got to be able to get through armor saves. Yeah, you know, there's no. If I could mix things up, maybe I'd be willing to give a go at it. But so so for now, I want to drop the furies. I want to paint up some screamers because I got them all done pretty much. I just have to paint them. But otherwise, this is probably it for a while. I'm gonna. After North Star, I'm probably going to put them on the shelf and start working on something else. It sounds like you're pretty down on this. <laughs> well, yeah, I just don't see them cutting through the armor. Because yeah. even with the level 2 metal guys, it was really an issue. Okay. And I just wasn't able to do it. Pappy couldn't be in every place at once. Well, and even then, he wasn't units, that good at it. Right. Can your units take, you know, like a razor standard? You can double up well, your Well, you got to give them to your BSB. Okay. Well... And then he can't take so it. You can't take the fencer's blades. Then does he need the fencer's blades? Yeah, he does. <laughs> if you want to put him in a combat. Yeah. So I mean, if if there was a little more depth and variety, I'd be willing to give a go at it. But wow, are you? Yeah. Uh, can you push squeeze out three thousand points for what you have for Screw City at this point? Just like yeah, the models you have I'll to probably get. add the screamers, and then that would probably get me close. I can throw an Epidemus because special characters are allowed. I'll okay. have five plague drones. I probably won't have to put in like my reinforcements for when I roll a double six. You know, I have some extra models painted. I'll just have to use those right off the bat. You know, to make like a forty-man unit. Sure. Because I do have the models for that. So, okay, is that most of what you wanted to say about Nurgle and demons in general? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's fucking disheartening, bro. All you people working on demon armies right now, you might as well just shelf them. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, your mileage may vary. I yeah. think you could have a lot of fun with the Zinch build, but even then, it's just zipping around, shooting magic missiles and stuff like that. Right. But it's a, it's variety. Yeah. I mean, it's, now you have to do up a whole another couple big box of troops, though, probably. So that's the downside. You're essentially making another army. <laughs> yeah, the way pretty your much. Shit's done, it's versatile enough. You could call your big guy Zinch fucking greater demon and or a nurgle greater demon doesn't matter but mm-hmm. most motherfuckers probably don't have that option so yeah so even with that i'm just feeling like it's not worth the effort yeah. to put anything more and just try to look into something new so right now i'm pretty stoked 
But I did decide I'm not going to paint any models for a new army right away. Because okay. if I start doing something, I'm going to be like, this is it. This is the army. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to... I'm not sure. I got some Skaven stuff sitting around. I know I'm not going to do Skaven, but I might just pull them out and do a little work on them in the meantime while I try to figure out what I want to do. Just keep the hobby gears greased. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm actually pretty stoked once we're done here to head back and do a little green stuff work, try to figure it out. A couple thousand more fucking rat feet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, the infantry is pretty much done. Yeah. It's all the special choices. You're going to repaint all the Skaven that you had painted? Yeah. <laughs> How many did you have done? Uh, there's probably... 100? Yeah, probably close to 100. Fucking hell, buddy. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to convert them, too, to take off the spears, because there's no reason you would give any Skaven spears. Uh, if you um, don't going to use the spears, you can give them the meat glue around the shard of the hearthstone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Where all the Ungor spears got glued. <laughs> 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 I know you used my paint recipe, so they'll match perfectly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the metal's all different. I remember using tin bits on their spears. Do you use tin bits? I used to. I started with a tin bit. I got this base. same old bottle of tin bits from like. Yeah. <laughs> they sell the, it's the old bottles, you know? Like like the pop screw off? No, not the screw off. Okay. Before, the, before they decided to place. So the paint in there is perfectly fine. Uh, and so then it's all, like the everything old soft in the. Bottles? Yeah, the old. Oh, well. <laughs> that's my old tin bits. And I have an amethyst purple. It's like a metallic purple. And then I have an elf flesh that I still use. And I use it on the ice witches. I use the elf flesh. <laughs> it fucking works fine, dude. I don't know how many dwarf fleshes I've gone through in the meantime. Like yeah, a screwed on dwarf boat. flesh. Like a flip top dwarf flesh. And now dropper bottle dwarf flesh yeah. that you got from Vallejo yeah. painting awards and shit. Where it's just the paint's also the pigment's all solidified on the bottom. <laughs> so you just shake it and it just squirts out like a light water. colored water. Yeah, I fucking hate that. I've got a few Vallejos like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> let's uh let's take a break and then we'll get back to it. How about that? Sure. She's getting long.
All right. So that was the fucking Raj Demon talk. Yeah. You fucking. I don't know. What army should I get, dude? Um, go with. I'm trying to think what's fucking. What's this good. Go with Tomb Kings, bro. No, screw that. <laughs> I want to see you rockets of Tomb Kings. What about. What I'm going to do. Maybe I'm keen on lizard men. Well, you've been playing low and ish for a while. Though, so you, maybe you don't want to go lizard men. Yeah. Maybe high elves, dude. Jump on the bandwagon. Uh, lately, I have had a high elf idea, <laughs> but it's too, too similar to a different idea that I have. I do. I do like the lizards. I started the lizards. Remember for a while before the demons got, <laughs> I was made this source cold one rider. I remember you. That's about, about as far it. as I got. I don't think I've seen any models though. Yeah, I did one model, and then somehow, <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna do these demons instead. <laughs> well, the demon fucking. So I think I said amazing. I wanted to do a horde. Yeah. Yeah, I love how the demons turned out, and I am going to turn it into Warriors of Chaos Army. Yeah, so with the same style, but I'm gonna do an army in between because otherwise I will get. It's a <laughs> recipe for disaster. Doing the, I've learned from Mr. Hastings. <laughs> doing I mean the, the spinoff army. I mean the trough of despair, my man. Yeah, you don't want to be here. Deep in despair. You just don't want to be here, Raj. Because <laughs> even doing like the Zinch horrors, um, for a bit, so I was getting kind of annoyed. Yeah. Bullshit. What the fuck am I doing? And so, totally yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> I might be doing... I don't know. I like Empire. I like Lizard Men. Empire seem pretty one-dimensional in terms of uh, how they're successful. No. Well, for being balanced. play the same fuckers over and over. No, not balanced. Like, you see the same repetitive builds. Well, they fight in every phase. Shooty, fighty. I'm talking about the way the armies are made. Or the, the way... The tournament armies are made that you see when mm-hmm. you play. This is. I think I'd probably go with like volley guns instead of cannons. Well, yeah, I fought two of them at bits and uh, mm. fucking dish it out. But this bro didn't have an engineer. So if you had yeah. an engineer, the so. only problem is if you do fight cannons, then they just kill your volley guns. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and you're gonna well with the demon meta, what it is, you're gonna fucking fight two cannons. Ogres are nah. still rocking two cannons. That's going to be the next thing I build for my Most ogre list. Most of the demons at bits only had one cannon. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe that's I think me and one other guy had two. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I did score all of the comp. So I was a comp judge for fucking QCR, Quake City Rumble. I scored oh, what, like 100 and some, I think. Fucking High hell. 90s, low 100s worth of army lists. <laughs> So on a zero was like the filthiest yeah. filth, and then three was like the happiest happiness, <laughs> so <laughs> sunshine, and then like a two was supposed to be an average, and yeah. then like a one was supposed to be a little greasy, <laughs> like a more of a turny army. Beardy. Yeah. What the? How many work hours did it take you to check all these lists? <laughs> yeah, it only took me. I did it a few days ago. So maybe it took me three or four hours to do it. Because I would do it, I started with the least popular armies. And then I'd, do, I'd look at all the army lists. So I'd, like the Chaos Dwarves, I would click up all the Chaos Dwarves lists, kind of glance at them. I wouldn't score it, but I'd glance at it. And then I'd bring up the next one so i know how all the Chaos Dwarf lists compared to each other. Okay. And then based off that, that's how I decided. But then at the start, I would decide... Like, the Wood Elves, like, they could get a three 
if they're really soft. But then even if they're super hard, I decided that the hardest wood elf list is like a 1.5. I feel like you're biased for wood elf. Yeah. Well, then like it's the same thing with like dwarves. Yeah. And then, so then like the next army going through would be... Like Bretonians. Like Bretonians and Tomb Kings. Like the Bretonians could be like a 1 to like a... 2.5 but even then i made it i'm like wow that is a pretty silly army <laughs> of like fluffiness so i would break the the mold sometimes yeah um so i kind of went with that and then like i started like that and then i would just decide like okay so like scaven are 1.5 and then i would start out there and then i'd like deviate down if i thought they were filthier or i'd go up so it's kind of interesting whatever comp they're using really was effective i don't I'm not sure how it's being scored, but Are they allow in special it made characters. A, no, there's no special no. characters, but like the warriors lists were really, really soft compared to like so bit state comp scoring. But I don't think it had any effect whatsoever. No, on pretty much anything. That. But <laughs> so I don't know if it's their attitude out there. They're more willing to play ball with the comp, or if it maybe it if how how it's, how it scores somehow. in might yeah. be by like if you're getting that many points every game or something like that you know you score a three yeah so like i played the g-dog gerald at bits and he's yeah. rocking double crushers okay so i was expecting to see double crushers in some of their lists but out of like 15 or 20 warriors armies only maybe like four or five had a single unit of skull crushers okay and then there was like other concessions to like so one was like in an all corn army he took crushers so you didn't bother and then they're like little three man units of crushers they weren't even big units yeah you did did you bother asking Hengel what kind of comp restrictions he had up on the shit or, or is it just available on their website no i think what? it was totally free to take whatever you want oh okay so wow. so people are just trying to get the points in yeah fucking a so yeah and then like i don't know a lot of the oh, there's a variety in the ogre builds there's only one Gut Star with double blasters <laughs> and like the three characters that go in there. Did you give that butcher zero? <laughs> I gave that guy a point five. So I had like two point five. I think I gave one of the warriors a point five. So there's two point fives and two threes. Yeah. Because there's two Wood Elf armies that, wow, they didn't. <laughs> they, they're giving up, man. <laughs> like, yeah. No tree men. <laughs> no tree kin. <laughs> yeah, just. Just shooty elves. <laughs> no, not even that. Uh. Just the characters, not good. Uh, so they deserve the threes. Yeah. Shalom, brothers. Get what you can get <laughs> with that. Give them a five. Is that a fucking respect? Give them a four out of a three scale. <laughs> These two bros. Um, so that's kind of interesting to go through those. Yeah. It's more data for the army list pile. Nah. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that because now I've got four or 500 lists in there. <laughs> So now I can't do anything with it because it's too much. Too much. I'm data. certainly not going to go through and look at one thing because right. that would even that would take you could get hours all, upon hours. If you get them on the same format, well, I, could, I could write a too. program that would pick it apart and look for certain things. If you told mm-hmm. me what you wanted to look for, find the data. Yeah, programmatically, bro. Give me the systematically most winning list. <laughs> the various thing. elements. Nope, that's what I'm building. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. we're gonna, he that? wants us out there, man. <laughs> he wants us out there. Maybe next year we'll have to go. Oh, yeah. He was telling me he's giving me shit on Google this week. Uh, yeah, I saw was, that uh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never... I just got a fucking tablet PC, and I was just sitting there reading fucking Civ 4 
games where people like go through a whole game and take screenshots and just document <laughs> like, the whole like thing. battle reports. So, essentially, yeah, but for a whole game of Civ Four, and it take you about forty minutes to read one. So I got caught up reading these things. But as I'm doing it one day, I didn't even know this shit was on. He just starts like somehow chatting me through Google, mm-hmm. and I, and then I freaked out. I'm like, can he fucking see me? I don't think he can see me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how this fucking tablet PC works, but. So, <laughs> anyways, I end up chatting them up a bit. Tell him if if, uh, if things stay how they are, we'll probably make it out there next year. So yeah, give it a shot. He says that he's got the orcs done, ready for Wapaka. Oh snap! As per his challenge, yeah, yeah. to win it uh, with the orcs. He's actually throwing out a first first round throwdown for Mike Gerald. <laughs> he wants him. He wants Holyfield. Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's cool. So that's good. Fucking a. Keeping in touch with those boys. Okay. Um, so you said you are on board for Screw City. Yeah, I signed up. I think that's is that just like two weeks before? Yeah, it's late October. And Oktoberfest is going on now too. Did you see that? I did. Didn't catch the date of that. Um, I just fucking. I know it's at a. It's at a. So in our lacrosse, mm-hmm. where the Oktoberfest is held, their game store closed. And this event is being held at a music store. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how he swung that. <laughs> and, like the hobby shop get turned into a music store. And then he's like, hey, just let me use the top part <laughs> for this tournament. I'm not be, I'd sure. I'd be curious to know. Looks like it's October 5th in lacrosse. So that would be two tournaments oh, if boy. we did them both. That's a, and then one like the week three after. three six weeks. It's two weeks, two weeks. My old lady's not going to let that fly. Well, she ain't got some nose about it until <laughs> it happens, dog. <laughs> well, maybe she'll be embroiled in some schoolwork or something then. Maybe a little short on cash anyways with fucking bullshit going on right now. Mm-hmm. But trying to scrape together 3800 bucks to get back on my PayPal's good. <laughs> 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 Figure if I drag it out long enough, our money's constantly worth less. So really, I owe them less and less every day. <laughs> Wait till the next big economic downswing and fucking pay them back. You pay it off as a gift to your family so they don't have to carry the debt until the next generation. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, anyways, I'm looking forward to uh, Screw City. It's going to be one of the last big hurrahs with the Beastmen, I hope, because after that I should have ogres ready to go. I'm not going to be too content with my ogre builds, I don't suspect, but it'll be there and I'll, I'll have something else to do when I want some variety, so that'll be awesome. Okay. So are you going to... Once you get to that ogre level, are you going to start adding more ogre units then? Do um, you think? Well, I have like a handful of other bros already painted that could be mixed in. If I need to grow some of the units, I probably would start working on converting up the second iron blaster right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to next year be able to do 3,000 point ogre list um, tourneys. But after the... You know, like after I'm done with the North Star bits, I'm gonna try and start fucking full steam ahead on the Orctonians. And I tried to get you to commit to a team tournament at Adepticon with a thousand points of something new, but you weren't having it just as a way to light a fire under my ass to get going on a thousand <laughs> points of Orctonians. Now that said, I'm you know now that I've made no progress for like three weeks, I'm kinda happy that you didn't commit to that, but <laughs> Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see, dog. So Okay, um, we have a fucking shitty, clicky-sounding interview we're going to drop in here. Uh, we recorded this 
this was let me about a year ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and because the thing got fucked up, we decided not to use it. And it's really fucking unfortunate because it's the one time we tried to do some. This is what we get <laughs> for trying to do some fucking legit shit for the podcast. So we had a fucking like a twenty minute interview with George R R Martin where we phoned him up. And we just talk nerd shit with the dude. So if you're not, so if you go to George's website, I noticed one day he's a big model fanatic. He's a big into toy soldiers and yeah, miniatures enthusiast. If you don't know who he is, he's the bro that wrote the fucking Song of Ice and Fire, <laughs> the Game of Thrones shit. So yeah, so I got in touch with him, and then we- I had to work with his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> and it took several months, but we finally yeah, we got, got this interview. We had an interview, and uh, sadly, somewhere Skyped between... I don't in. know if he had something on his phone to... Yeah, we had to call into this thing, and... Yeah, it was a weird... It was like enter our phone password number. protected or some some weird to get a hold of him. So we ended up with this clicky business. If it fucking irritates you, lick my fucking asshole. And if it doesn't, well, then enjoy the interview. So yeah. that, it is what it is, boys. Wait. We did the best we could, and we will never do anything legit again <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> FYI. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah. It is mostly him. Just, oh, yeah. He jabbers on fucking forever. Uh, so. He is very interested in various lines of toy soldiers. Not totally Warhammer, per se, but it's quite interesting and intriguing to hear it was about a year ago. his collection. It was June 25th that yeah. we recorded this, And I did get a zing in there, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think it was very funny, but, but I'll uh, let you listen uh, to that. <laughs> we, we purposely didn't, because, you know, back then everybody was waiting on the book six. I think it's a book that still hasn't come out. And uh, Well, Dance of Dragons came out like a month after oh, okay, we recorded. Okay, so that's the one then. Or was it was a pre-release? No. Yeah, we purposely didn't ask him anything about the books. Yeah, we didn't want to talk so about. So we that. just Everybody's asked about that. the models. Yeah. So, so, so enjoy. We'll enjoy. Uh, we'll be back after that. What is that? George Martin's office. Hi, is this Ty? It is. Hey, this is this is Raj. How's it going? You've been emailing? I said, how are you doing? Oh, good. Very good. We have you on the schedule. And uh, can you tell me the magazine or organization that you're interviewing for? I'm- yeah, we're interviewing for the Point Hammered podcast. Oh, right. So we're right. a miniatures podcast, yeah. It's a miniatures podcast. That's correct. All right. We had three today, and I was getting them jumbled in my head. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Hold on just a second. I'll put you on with George. Okay. Uh, today on Point Hammered, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, Mr. George R. R. Martin, believe it or not. You want to say hi? Hi there. I'm glad to be with you. Yeah, so we're going to talk about something very dear to our all of our hearts, and then it's miniatures. Miniatures. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I'm curious how, how you got started uh, with your first figures, maybe what companies, what got you interested. Like me and Johnny, we started in the 80s, so we got... Uh, started with like Ralph Partha, Miniatures, Citadel, Marauder. I, I guess what what got you started? Well, um, I sort of came to uh, the the type of miniatures you're talking about a little little sideways. Uh, my the main part of my collection is uh, what uh, is generally known as toy soldiers. Uh, that is to say, 54 millimeter figures, the traditional toy soldier mm-hmm. scale, and all miniature wargaming actually. Uh, started with uh, with toy soldiers. Um, you know, H.G. Wells wrote about it in in his uh, 
a couple of books. Um, and 54-millimeter toy soldiers, uh, generally made by Britons uh, from the United Kingdom, were, uh, were the soldiers that people used in these early wargaming things. Um, mm-hmm. I had toy soldiers as a, as a kid, of course. Uh, I had a lot of uh, knights. I had the um, uh, Tin Litho Castle uh, that... Uh, Came with a whole set of Robin Hood knights and and Merry Men and things like that that uh, that I played with. But somewhere along the way, I, I lost those over the years. And uh, I think it was uh, the early '90s. Uh, I was uh, playing role-playing games uh, with uh, some friends, and I was the game master for uh, a medieval type game. And one day we got into this action sequence, and we got into sort of a an argument where the the players were saying, well, my character does this and such, and I'm telling them, no, you can't do that. You're across the room. You can't hit him with your sword. Uh (laughs) And we're arguing back and forth about this. And one of my players suggested that I might want to actually get like a hex board and some figures to go on it so I didn't waste all the time with the arguments. And I I said, well, did I be? I had these toy knights as a kid. Did I still make those? And someone said, yes, they do. So I went out to the toy (laughs) store. And I found a set of Britain's plastic detail knights, uh, which came like six to a package and for a couple bucks, and I brought them home and, and uh, was going to use them in a role-playing game. And uh, they were, you know, they were made of plastic. They were on metal bases, and they were pretty nice, but uh, they were painted uh, like a little bit. Mostly they were silver with a little splash of color here and there. But, you know, I got, and they had transfers on their shields, and I got looking at them, and I said, you know, they're okay, but they really should look better. So I went out and bought some brushes and paints, and you know, <laughs> nice. from there, yeah. <laughs> went to town <laughs> on them. <laughs> and I started, you know, adding a little details to the uh, to the figures. And then I learned that that the set that I had didn't have all the figures. So I went out and got more figures. And then my accountant, actually, who was a big toy soldier collector, saw these when he was visiting and, and gave me a book about uh, new old toy soldiers about the current toy soldier collector market and particularly the the knights that's my real passion is the medieval stuff Mm -hmm. and i learned uh started learning about it and uh, not only the plastic figures but the the metal figures the more high-end stuff the old toy soldiers from the the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s that uh some of which have become very very collectible and uh, the great makers Mm -hmm. like uh, gustav Rakuni and richard courtney peter greenhill and i started collecting some of those uh figures Mm-hmm. And you know, somewhere in the midst of this, I became vaguely aware of the uh, of the current wargaming size figures, the uh, the, the smaller figures, the twenty five millimeter sure. and thirty millimeter figures. Of course, they didn't really fit the scale of most of the the figures that I was collecting. Um, mm-hmm. But some of them were kind of nice. Not all of them. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of them were, by my standards, mis- misshapen. Uh, the, the the arms and legs and the proportions didn't seem right to me. Um, and a lot yeah, of them like were very, the, very exaggerated. You know, these yeah, the uh, heroic. They kind of call it the heroic scale, where the arms are the, like the hands are bigger, like the spears are bigger, the weapons yeah, are a little oversized. Are yeah, the weapons are like they're exaggerated. Kind of spears are like telephone poles. That no yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. They didn't. Uh, they didn't interest me uh, much. But uh, you know, at at some point, uh, I actually got approached uh, because of the success of my books by uh, the Testers Corporation, 
which I wanted to license the right to make a line of figures based on my characters. So okay. I, I negotiated with them, and, and uh, we went. But they wanted to make the wargaming rules and wargaming scale figures, and, and I was cool with that, but I also wanted 54s because it was 54s that I loved. And so we came into a deal where we do both of them, and I was under license with them for a few years. And one of the things I insisted on is that I wanted Tom Meyer to sculpt my figures because I'd learned enough about the field by then to know that Tom Meyer was the best sculptor out there. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. he did the, well. the sort of figures that I really... Uh, really liked and so you know they they went out and hired Tom Meyer but unfortunately there were other problems and testers only wound up even though they had the license for like three years they only wound up releasing uh, one set of figures although Tom sculpted a number of other ones that never never actually got released but during mm-hmm. the course of that I, I came to, to know uh, the, the fellows at Dark Sword Miniatures so when the yeah, testers yeah. license lapsed uh, I signed up with Dark Sword instead of course they're a much much smaller company than testers but that proved to be good. I only had one person to deal with and uh, not a corporate structure with presidents and vice presidents and committees and merchandising departments and everything that we've had to deal with at testers with uh, 74 people reviewing every uh, movie. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Dark Sword Miniatures, uh, that Song of Fire and Ice miniatures, those are really great. Yeah, they really are. And, uh, I can see now how that style kind of re- reflects your, your personal preference because it's real realistic kind of uh, medieval kind of style rather than just outright fantasy kind of stuff. Yeah, I um, enjoy traditional fantasy, and, and I can certainly admire some nicely done figures that are done in the um, you know the more traditional fantasy thing, but I, I have to admit my preferences for the more, for the more realistic figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really hard to mix those in if you're using other fantasy ranges with them because they just don't line up the same way, um, being realistically proportioned. <laughs> they look out of place. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well I, check- I don't actually game with my figures. I, I uh, The vast majority of my, my uh, collection, by the way, is still uh, 54 millimeter. I, I have at least okay. 90, 90% 54 millimeter figures. And I display them on shelves and in a, a series of uh, dioramas and things like that, where I've got terrain pieces and backgrounds and houses, and I have a, I have a battle scene and I have a, a medieval tournament scene and I have a, a medieval village. You know, a number of number of different dioramas. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of these pictures are available on your website. Um, just uh, some of them are available. I, I've been meaning to, uh, you know, to actually work on my website and add more pictures, but uh, I just don't have the time right now. I'm uh, okay. <laughs> too busy wrestling with the books and all that to to worry about that stuff. Yeah, but eventually okay. there will be more pictures up. But some of them are. Yeah, just go to my website and click on the shield uh, marked knights, and you can see a little about my collection there. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to see the the figures actually based on my books, go to the Dark Sword site, uh, Dark Sword Miniatures. Mm-hmm. So how, how big do you think your collection is, either by figure count or by a length, width, times height, <laughs> sheer volume? Um, it's <laughs> huge. From that first six, I, I, I've... I haven't counted them, but it's got to be in the thousands and, and maybe, <laughs> maybe in the tens of thousands here. And I, I, I hardly have room for them all. I have to really start uh, purging it and getting rid of some duplicates and you know, <laughs> figures that I don't like and all that. But again, it's a matter of uh, finding the time. And uh, you know, in the early days, I was collecting everything, everything that was remotely medieval. And now I'm become much more fussy. And, and uh, whether we're dealing with 54 millimeters or the uh, 
the smaller thirty two millimeters or twenty five millimeters i just want the best stuff and and uh mm-hmm. unfortunately i don't have time to paint anymore i did paint for uh, a few okay. years I was gonna my ask, own yeah. figures but you know and I, I i was terrible when i started and i got up <laughs> to like mediocre and then at a certain <laughs> point i realized that i would never really get beyond mediocre i my talents lie in other areas so um so now i don't paint anymore i i instead uh, use a variety of hired brushes uh, thankfully there are a lot of very talented people out there who will do commissions and uh i send them my figures and they do beautiful paint jobs for me <laughs> mhm excellent that sounds good so i guess i was curious do you have a, a favorite miniature or a set set of favorites in your collection well um i i love of course i love all the stuff that tom meyer does of my own figures. I mean, he's he's just an amazing sculptor. Yeah. I saw the 54mm Sir Loris model yes. on there with the cloak of Forget-Me-Nots. Right. <laughs> and, and it's simply amazing. It, it uh, I was reading, you put in 160 hours on the, on the figure. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like a surprise to you, right? Uh, yes, or, yes. Okay, cool. Oh, he'd worked up a version of some of these. He'd worked up for testers, and then uh, that deal fell apart, and we didn't get to do them. But so, like, we just came out with the uh, the the two piece of uh, 54 millimeter diorama of of uh, John Snow and Arya Stark uh, together, which is actually a piece that he was originally working on for testers, but um, it never, you know, it never fell through. He never actually closed the deal with testers before the thing went away. So now. We've issued it with Dark Sword, and I'm, I'm glad to have it out because it's a beautiful set of uh, set of figures. Um, mm-hmm. Besides my own figures, though, when of course I'm prejudiced on that, I, I think that some of the highlights of my collection are my the Courtney Knights, uh, made by Richard Courtney, uh, who was okay. a, a tremendous uh, toy soldier maker who made heraldic miniature knights starting in the 1920s until his death in 1966, and he did everything himself. He uh, you know, he designed the figures, uh, he sketched the figures out, he sculpted the figures, he cast the figures, and he painted the figures. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you buy yeah. a Courtney Knight, and it, it's all his work. Um, and his molds still survive. Uh, after his death, they passed to Freddie Ping, who made uh, what collectors call Ping Courtney's from from uh, the mid-60s to his own death in 77, I believe it was. And then they passed to Peter Greenhill, who, who now makes... Courtney Greenhill Knights using the Courtney molds, but with his own casting and painting. Uh, mm-hmm. And those are a beautiful set of figures, and of course they're all painted in authentic medieval heraldry, except occasionally when I commission Greenhill to paint one in the heraldry from my books. And <laughs> yeah. those are those are beautiful. There was also uh, a series of uh, the Kings and Queens of France that were done by an artist named Gustave Vertuni. I love those a lot too. Uh, Vertuni uh, was an Italian working in Paris in the 50s and 60s, and he, he did all these uh, gorgeous figures of the, of the kings and queens of France. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Do you, um, do you like any scales bigger than 54, uh, like the 90s or and, uh, they're, they're I have a few 90 millimeters, uh, very nice ones done by Brian Rotten, uh, another very skilled uh, painter and sculptor who was who, uh, out of New Hampshire. Um, and they're gorgeous, but they take up so much room. I have like six of them, and I, I don't think yeah. they're getting more. <laughs> I just don't know where to, where to put them all, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's why ultimately the 54 millimeter figures, which 
with the figures that Wargaming started with got replaced by the the 25 millimeter and then even some 15 because you can get larger armies. When you get a table where you got 54 millimeter figures, you can't really have many figures. <laughs> if you want yeah. thousands of figures on your table to you know recreate entire armies, then you have to go to the smaller scales. You need a really big table. <laughs> but, you know, I like the detail of the larger scales. I mean, you can yeah. really see the painting and, and the figure really comes alive. Maybe if I mm-hmm. was, you know, 30 years younger and my eyes uh, were better, I could appreciate the really, really tiny <laughs> ones, but as it is, I can barely see those damn things. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to also mention that there is... um. There's the Battles of Westeros game, which also includes um, some some miniatures with that. That's right. Uh, yeah. For anybody interested, for it's the ba- Fantasy Flight games for the Battle Lore system, mm-hmm. some smaller scale ones. Well, I, I think that's about it. That's all the questions that we have Sounds for good. you. Um, well, actually, I got one final question. Uh, sure. Do you know when Dark Sword Miniatures is going to be releasing the Snarks and the Grumpkins? Uh, I don't. I don't. You have to talk to Jim about that one. <laughs> but we do have a lot of really cool ones coming up, a lot of other characters and, and the characters we've already done in different poses and different states. So, uh, you know, hang in there. Okay, cool. Excellent. Great. Definitely. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, to, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, so that was fucking George R.R. R. Martin and the fucking shitty clicky interview that yeah. anytime we interview anybody now, I bitch about the fact that we have clicky interviews. So that's that, man. I think we're going to fucking wrap this motherfucker, the jizz bond. Pack <laughs> it up away. like a jizz bond. <laughs> Put it in the fucking <laughs> hole. So let's talk about fucking contact and shit. Uh, so you can find us at pointhammer.com. You can email us, pointhammered at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send a bear cares, or if you want to fucking call up, if you get drunk with your boys and want to leave a fucking rude message to us, the number is <laughs> 601-TRY-HPBV. That's 601-879-4728. Just fucking stick that in as one of your contacts. Next time you're shmammered up, give it a ring. Gear, fucking shirt pre-orders, MFs. I got the fucking shirts designed. We will have this shit on our forum. We're going to have to fucking probably get the money sent to the Bears PayPal address since the point-hammered PayPal is fucking down and out. But um, if you want new shirts, we are taking pre-orders. So just go on there and fucking sign up, and uh, we'll make sure we get you one in your size. We'll also have pictures of what the front and back are going to look like on there. So mm-hmm. fucking only took us like six months. Only fucking knew what it was going to be for probably three of those. <laughs> Me and Bear thought about that from the beginning. Oh, okay. Just didn't get communicated over. But once I found out about it, I fucking designed it. So if you fucking hate it, once again, eat my fucking asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, somewhere probably, I'm not sure where, on the forum you'll find that post. <laughs> you can just fucking put a note in there and then I'll keep track of... Um, who ordered which size, whatever, mm-hmm. or just how many of each size we need, and then make sure we get you covered. So, uh, let's see. Still have no more black dice. Out of black dice again, because I fucking sold a ton of them at bits. So, debating on getting some. Now would be the time to fucking get the bear on board. Maybe make a mm. special set of Wapaka dice this year or something like that. So, might do some special pack of dice. 
So we still have white. There's a fucking maybe 20 or 30 red ones left as well. I sold a ton of those. Check us out on uh, youmagnificentbastards.com. That's our blog. I haven't posted for a while, but I will be putting up a post on all the little ancillary components for the Gorgon that I painted. Also, just be a bunch of pics and then how long each one took me, just so you can fucking laugh about how much my <laughs> life sucks. And then you'll know very much why I'm not fucking motivated to paint right now, especially uh-huh. when it's beautiful out. So... Maybe I need to move my paint tray out to the deck. <laughs> Set off branches Get some natural sunlight, dog. Yeah. And then it'll all look fucking terrible. You get it outside, probably. Yeah. If you do want to, your models to look terrible, take them outside in a real bright, sunny day and snap a few pics. Just you'll, watch you'll be able out. To, you'll be able to see every, uh, every little detail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the forum, I mentioned that before, pointhammer.com slash forum. So if you want to pre-order a short or you just want to fucking chat with us, get on there. You could also send an email, pointhammer at gmail.com if you want to pre-order a shirt. And money will be, it'll be 15 bucks a shirt if you're in the States. I don't know. We usually don't charge postage to the states, but I think postage went up. So two bucks postage to the states. I've been fucking sending dice overseas, dude. Thirty dice, nine dollars to ship. So if you're wow. overseas and you want a shirt, it's probably gonna be like eight bucks shipping now. Mm-hmm. Canada's up there too, like six bones. I fucking hate to do it, but that's what they're charging. So um, yeah. Other than that, man, bear did not show up again. So guess what, boys and ghouls? Another digit in the bear's phone number. We can't where remember we where we are. We we weren't sure if we were at seven one or seven one five. So we're just gonna assume we were at seven one five and give the next digit. Do you have that handy? You don't have it memorized? I could look it up here. The next digit in the Bears phone number personal line. Fucking Ryan J. Golke is five. So seven one five five. <laughs> <laughs> Is the next number. <laughs> All right. I think that's it, man. All right. Wait Wrap it. Yeah. Suck my balls. It's my bees. <laughs>